0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August twenty 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Should we see the collapse of Libya's regime as a victory for U.S. foreign policy, or does it pose a dangerous precedent for future interventions? Chris Preble, vice president for defense and foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. Now that rebels have reached Tripoli and... um As of this recording, we don't actually know where Muammar Gaddafi is. I feel like the argument from Washington uh, for what uh, President Obama contributed to uh, this effort, so to speak, uh, will be hailed as a success, and that we did it on the cheap, that we didn't really give anything up, and uh, that this may lay the groundwork for this kind of intervention in the future?
1: That is going to be the argument. It is the argument that's being made already uh, by those who are calling for intervention sooner uh, than than we did. Uh, First of all, if people were to write the history of the Iraq War immediately after Saddam Hussein's statue was torn down in Firdos Square, we'd have a very different history of the Iraq War than what most people understand. Uh, does that mean that Libya is likely to descend into horrific, violent chaos like Iraq? No, uh, every country is different. Uh, but the reason why you write a history of war after the war is over, not while the war is still going on, is because uh, the the hard work of nation building, nation kind of kind of regime change, is the nation building part. And as you know, I mean, we've written. Um, Justin Logan and I and Ben Friedman and I have written quite a bit on, on post-conflict reconstruction and the role that the United States should play, the role the U.S. military should play in that process. And I think for all the reasons that libertarians are traditionally quite skeptical of the government's ability to fashion a society here in the United States, uh, we are uh, even more skeptical of its ability to do so in place in distant lands that we don't speak the language, we don't understand the culture, and we don't have the authority, frankly. To do all of those things, so the the debate is is hardly over. I also think, in terms of you know, on the cheap, we have to remember that when the president uh, made the case for this intervention, bu- belatedly, uh, he said that it would be a matter of of uh, days, not weeks, <laughs> as I recall. Uh, it obviously dragged on much longer than that. Now you have some people saying that uh, it could have been finished much faster. If the United States had applied more more force, more pressure, uh, and I think that that the ar- but but I think the argument that um, more bombs, f- more pl- plane sorties, and perhaps even more boots on the ground, boots on the ground, uh, would have made a huge difference. Uh, the burden of proof is on those making those claims, because the fact is that we don't we don't have any reason to believe that. A large number of U.S. troops on the ground uh, would have had that effect. Uh, And more to the point, uh, we're already pretty busy, as it is, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And the last thing that anyone wanted to do, uh, I think, was to open up a a full-scale third theater um, uh, while those two wars are still going on. Now, the president, you argued, uh,
0: effectively helped lay to rest the successful— Weinberger Powell doctrine, which, uh, if if there is no other casualty here, that and certainly the Constitution are casualties in this conflict.
1: That's right. Th- those are the two points that I've stressed all along. I don't believe, and I still don't believe, that the the Libyan case will be anything like uh, what has gone on in Iraq or is developing in Afghanistan. The country's too small. The stakes are too small relative to to everything, and so I just don't think it's likely that Libya itself. Uh, will will cause great harm to U.S. national security. I do worry about the precedent set uh, if you completely discard the notion of criteria. For when to intervene, some very basic criteria. These are not particularly stringent. These are not particularly, um, uh, you know, creative, right? This is this is. Is there a national interest at stake? Is there public support for the mission? Is there a clear uh, military objective? And is there an exit strategy? It's it's that simple. Uh, th- by failing to answer any of those questions ahead of time. The president implies that essentially that there are no criteria at all, or at a minimum, he needs to spell out what differentiates this case from others. He has not done that. The advocates of this intervention have not done that, which implies that they don't wish there to be any criteria at all. They wish the United States to be able to intervene whenever, wherever, for no particular reason, just because we can. Uh, then there's the question of the Constitution. Uh, again, whether Muammar Gaddafi fell in five days or five months or whether he holds on for four or five more months, unlikely, but even if he did, uh, does not change the argument uh, that the president cannot wage war at will. He should not be able to wage war at will. The fact that presidents, going back at least to Harry Truman, have done so does not invalidate the Constitution. And I think it's encouraging uh, that the same... Uh, members of Congress, especially from the Tea Party Caucus broadly defined, who take the Constitution very seriously, were willing to oppose not just the President of the United States, but also leaders within their own caucus, within the Republican Caucus, to affirm a constitutional principle. Uh, and I expect that, that if nothing else, that exercise will be repeated in the future and serve as a reminder to both the president and others who would argue for intervention without congressional oversight uh, to think twice about those interventions. Chris Preble is vice president for defense and
0: foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.